Good morning. It is Monday morning. I just smoked a bowl. And I just wanted to talk for 45 minutes again because it's fun and I like it. I also finished a roll of film and I want to get it developed, but the place that I go to, um, which I'm, I'm hoping that they do one hour because I'm really impatient and when I drop off my film, I don't really want to wait a week or even more than a day to see what I've done. Um, but they don't open until 10. And uh, I want to walk over there and just have an excuse to take a little walk. It's a beautiful day. And I think it's early enough in the day where I don't really have work stuff coming in. So I can kind of just relax. Uh, I kind of fell out of taking pictures, which sucks because honestly, I think I'm good at it. You know, I originally went, when I was in high school, I got really into photography. I'd always been artsy, you know, unsurprisingly, but I think it was more around my like junior year of high school that I started to really get into it. And I was always posting on Flickr, you know, that was cool. And I was starting to really explore film photography mostly color because that was something that really appealed to me at the time I was obsessed with light leaks um, and really into like Holga you know Lomography and I remember my friend lent me his Canon AE1 which is like a metal body SLR camera, kind of one of the classics. And from everywhere I had seen Canon AE-1s, they just give you some of the most beautiful light leaks. Which, um, I guess if you're not familiar, a light leak is, you know, in a film photo, a lot of the time it's like an orange-yellow kind of streak or, you know, from light escaping the body of the camera and getting onto directly to the film, but it usually looks really cool. And it's kind of a mistake, you know, but I, you know, I love stuff like that. So when I was about 16, I was getting really into that stuff and I would take a lot of digital photos, uh, and post them on Flickr of like my cool artsy friends. And I think that's when there were people that kind of were, were into what I was doing. I was never famous for it or well-known, but it kind of helped me put myself out there and develop, I don't know, my skills. I got really into, I'm trying to think of what photographers in particular. I do remember specifically really being into like Patrick O'Dell, which is funny. Um, and he is a skateboarder. I'll tell you why it's funny. He is a skateboarder and he directs music videos and does photography. And he's a cool guy. Like, I always thought he was pretty hot because he has a sexy unibrow. Well, he was a lot hotter when he was younger. He was, like, male model hot and a skater dude. 
was a huge thing for me for a long time. Um, but yeah, so I thought he was really cool and I really liked his stuff. And at this time I was really into, you know, it was cool to like, like Animal Collective and Chill Wave, like Toro y Moi, that kind of thing. So that was my vibe back then. And it, it, it's so sad that it was kind of a long time ago because that was such a good vibe, it felt like. You know, of course you look back on your past and you're like, oh man, those were the best days ever. And at the actual time, you're like, I'm depressed and I hate myself. But somehow it was like more romantic to do that back then or whatever. But that's kind of what I'm feeling right now. And... And you know what? I'll go even deeper into this. So, at the time, and I've written about this, and I have a whole thing written, and I need to edit it and stuff so that maybe I can post it. But at the time, I became obsessed with this guy from another high school that I hadn't really met before, but we had mutual friends, and uh, he was this like really hip cool skateboarder dude but he was like really kind of dressed in a preppy way like into uh vampire weekend type of shit but really into pitchfork too it's it's hard to like like he was just way cooler than everybody else around nobody else really knew what was up as much as he did honestly and he was really tall and really hot and I was obsessed with him. And before I even met him, I was like daydreaming 24-7 constantly about when we would be dating and he would be in love with me. And how I was going to dress differently and better and listen to like cool music. You know, when you're a kid, this is honestly a little bit of another iteration of that. But like, sorry, I also have a stuffy nose. Um, but when you're younger and you have a crush on someone and you kind of like practice talking to them you know you almost like rehearse for these conversations you might end up having and what you're going to talk about and like the cool funny things you're going to say and I would drive around in my car I would always make mix cds for my car some of which I still have and I would talk to myself as if he was in the passenger seat and we were like hanging out and keep in mind this is someone that I had still never met but you know I was kind of like making myself seen and known on Flickr being like hey I love your Flickr pictures whatever so then this skate shop opened up and my friends from high school some of them knew like the deal with this guy who's opening it or whatever and so my best friend at the time she's still my best friend Lauren and I were like let's go let's go to the skate shop opening like see who's there and like see if there are any hot guys there and I feel like I had seen that my crush responded to a Facebook event like going and I was like we have to go now so this was like one of the biggest crushes I've ever had in my life okay so we go to the thing and we are hanging out there and it's cool and we I remember I was wearing, like, Sophie shorts, 
I, th- I think she was too. We were like kind of matching and she was wearing like this like tie-dye t-shirt and I was wearing some other like cool, probably like kind of ironic t-shirt and just like, cause we're cool, we're chill, we're not overdressed, but like we, you can tell we are into cool shit. We're not like basic or whatever. So, um, we're there and I finally was like, oh my God, it's him. You know, I cannot believe this man, man, this boy that I've been fantasizing about for months now is in front of me and this is he's a real person and I and I think we even like talked for a little bit and it was just crazy I was riding on that high for a long time and then like eventually we would start hanging out and it became an actual thing and I have to say that there were times where what I had practiced, the conversations I'd practiced came in handy, okay? Like, the CDs, the mix CDs that I made, just fantasizing, picturing us hanging out, listening to them, and him being like, "You have this is a good song. Let's, you know, it happened. And it's such a crazy feeling when you have a fantasy and it comes true, and kind of you can't even fully enjoy the moment of the fantasy because you're like it's happening oh my god this is crazy so that was that was happening and it was amazing I mean I'm a 16 year old girl I'm still fairly pubescent to me my awkward face had ended but according to a friend of mine it hadn't (laughs) so (sighs) I was obsessed with this guy and um you know, of course, it's like there was there was ensuing drama because there was a point where he thought my best friend was hot and was like, hook me up with her. And I was like, oh my God, like you told, completely crushed my soul right now. I can't believe you just told me that my best friend is hot when I'm obsessed with you. That hurt, man. That like almost kind of gave me a complex. But we moved past it. We moved on. We continued to hang out. And then he realized that he really liked me. Again, I, at 16, I was never the kind of girl that, like, dated guys and would, like, go to parties and, like, hang out and be cool. I just wasn't. Uh, most of my Friday nights were spent, like, hanging out with my best friend, Lauren, and watching Adult Swim and drawing. Like, that was my favorite thing to do. And it actually kind of still is. Um, but I wasn't, like, a social butterfly, I guess is what I'm trying to say. If anything, I was on the internet, but not in real life. So, uh, you know, I never really had that much experience having romances. I think I had had almost slightly what could be considered flings, but not because they barely were up until that point. But this was the first time I ever really had like a boyfriend and I was elated as one would be because what could be better you know like I felt so validated all this obsession that I had it it had paid off you know and that was an amazing summer that was summer 2010 and I was having the time of my life like it was so fun, so cool, and we were going on adventures together, and he came over to my house late at night, and he was like, I just have to see you, like, just because it, he, it was so romantic, literally, such, I can't even get over it, but 
you know, it was just whatever. And that was like all summer from spring to summer. And then by the time school started again, a senior year, I just felt him like disengaging. And this was like not long after I finally decided to give him my virginity. It was the night of us supposed to go to a concert for Best Coast and he fell asleep and I thought he died because I couldn't get a hold of him. I was like, what the comp? Anyway, and then for some whatever reason, I still ended up giving him my virginity that night <laughs> or like losing my virginity to him, which was fine and I don't regret it, but like, it's just funny because in retrospect, as much as I really liked him and I don't think he's a bad guy, there were times, you know, we're teens, that he was kind of a dick, you know? And like, like I still just ignored it because I loved him so much. Um, but yeah, by the time senior year really kind of kicked into gear, he was like so over it. And, you know, I remember him like telling me over Facebook chat on my birthday, my 17th birthday, like, I don't, you know, think this is going anywhere, kind that kind of shit. And I was devastated. Of course I was fucking devastated. And then I found out that he started seeing some girl and I was just like, what the fuck, bro? Why? Why? Like, is she better than me? Why'd you leave me and then go pretty much straight to someone else that is extremely painful for me to deal with and now I'm going to be obsessed with her and comparing myself to her all the time, trying to make myself feel better. Meanwhile, I just see him like a fucking psycho, crazy person. So, you know, I know this is a long story, but he was he was one of my muses, I guess. And if we're talking about photography again, like I love taking pictures of him and I have a lot. Um, we kind of ended up hating each other for a while and being kind of mean and antagonistic to each other. And then we would be cool again and I'd be like, go out of my way to see him and hang out. We would we would have fun catching up. So there was the moment of like, I hate you and you hate me. And it again, like really, really hurt me because I really liked him and I was just angry. So I was, I hated him, you know? But, you know, we went to different colleges and kind of faded apart a little bit and he started dating like other girls some girl went to chicago chicago why did i say that like i'm from maryland um and i was like no whatever i'll still always kind of be in love with him so i don't want to you know whatever i don't know i it's fine (laughs) because we were cool and uh so we kind of faded apart a little bit but then i think i was 22 or 23 23 that um we kind of like we got back into touch (laughs) that was a really eloquent way of saying that reconnected and uh we would text and talk like kind of all day and it was just really nice having him back but like I felt far away enough from it that I wasn't being weird and I wasn't like obsessed with him and whatever um, 
I, I was like, yeah, you're a friend. You're a cool dude, and I'm glad you're in my life. And we would reminisce, and I loved to kind of rub his face in the fact that, like, he really, like, kind of broke my heart, but I'm fine. I was over it. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so we were hanging out. Uh, he was like, I moved back to New York. Like, we got to hang out. So we did. And he came over one night, and we were just chilling, smoking weed, kind of drinking a little bit, talking about life, because that's like, you know, that's what you do. You talk about life and our past and our families. He ended up telling me that his dad was not in good health, and he started kind of crying, which made me start to cry, because that's really fucking sad. And that just, like really made me sad for him and yeah like who wants to hear that their friend's dad is is dying you know but he wanted to hook up that night and I was just kind of like I don't I want to leave this here because like I'm not feeling like a romantic thing at least not right now but I really like you as a person and I do like hanging out with you but I like don't want to feel pressure to have sex with you because I hate being in that kind of situation it's like the worst (sighs) um and then you know yeah there's a part of me that was like oh you'd ask me this question when I was 18 I would have never thought to turn him down here I am like doing that but it's, it's not out of like I just didn't want to but I remember like a couple weeks later, he called me one night. It was uh, a Friday night at around eight o'clock. I remember because my friend was over and we were watching RuPaul's Drag Race. And he called and he was wasted. And I was like, I'm not gonna like go and come and hang out with you. I'm hanging out with someone else. Like you're wasted. This is just like weird, you know? So I was like, yeah, that's kind of odd makes me uncomfortable but you know whatever and I think the next night he tried to do that as well he was like texting me or something like I really need you to come hang out and I was like in my mind I was like oh man like he's just trying to booty call me which is lame and he just needs to get over whatever he's dealing with right now and my best friend Lauren she texted me and she's like he just called me and I was like, oh my god, man. I'm like, seriously? You're going after me and Lauren? Like, it feels like it's, you know, I'm 16 all over again, kind of. And I was like, that that's so, like, thirsty of you. And then I found out that he also, like, reached out to hang out with um, one of my old college roommates who he went to high school with. And she, at the time, I considered a nemesis. So I was like, okay, dude, what the fuck is going on right now? You know? But I was like, it's fine, whatever. And then... I think the the following Tuesday, I got a call really late at night from... from my friend from back home. And she was like, yeah, I just needed to tell you this. Like, he passed away. And I was like, when? And I guess had really recently, like, that day... And I just kind of 
was like, what the fuck? And kind of pressed rewind on the things that had kind of transpired just a few days earlier when he was trying to call me and reach out to me and Lauren and someone else he went to high school with. And me thinking it was just desperation for like a booty call, but in retrospect, I was like, dude, he was just trying to reach out to someone that he like knew and I brushed him off and now he is dead and he he overdosed so it was it was just like I felt like shit about it you know it just was this like crazy end to this saga almost that I dealt with for such a long time for such a big part of my life it felt like to have it end the way that it did. Sorry, my stomach's being really loud. You'll probably hear it. Um, it was really disturbing, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I still think about him. Sad, but it's okay. Um, so that was kind of a long story, but that's not even the best story I have. I don't mean that. It's a good, like, it's an interesting story, I think. Um, so this weekend, Saturday, we're chilling. And my boyfriend puts on this video series on Netflix, I think, called Moving Images or something like that. And it's basically just, like, time-lapse stock photo images of cool, or videos of cool places you know they were like Tahiti Iceland there was like no speaking it was kind of something that you just like put on in the background almost but we were watching it and it was by this guy named like Louis Schwartzman and I was like oh hell yeah Louis Schwartzman I'm gonna look this guy up that's what I do you know you're gonna look up you see the name Louis Schwartzman and apparently this dude like revolutionized the stock photo and time-lapse industries or some shit. So he's a big deal. <laughs> we were watching these videos and we'd be like, that was very Schwartzbergian. Like he's an auteur. <laughs> like that slow-mo shot. Very Schwartzbergian. Um... So when I'm looking him up, which by the way, he's from Brooklyn. His parents are hol- were Holocaust survivors. So that's cool. And I'm already like, I kind of like this guy. Um, Louie. <laughs> we are chilling watching that. And I said that he has a film called Fabulous or Fantastic Fun. Fun. I thought it was Fun Guy. It's pronounced Fun Jai. Okay. First of all. Learn that. I was like, we have to watch Fantastic Fun Fungi, Fungi. That sounds amazing. Time lapse images, imagery of mushrooms. Like that's that's the coolest shit. I love mushroom content. I love mushrooms in general. And so we're watching it, and it kind of started off being like, excuse me, I'm cracking on my joints. Um, like. What are mushrooms? What do they do? How do they contribute to nature? Here's like cool different mushrooms. 
And it kind of ended up being like a pro-psychedelia, like, fuck, my stupid notifications are going off. Um, what is the word I'm looking for? I'm sorry, I'm a little bit stoned. Propaganda. But in a good way. I was like, I don't want to try it. Like, the, this is another story, but the first time I did shrooms wasn't a good experience for me. It was just, like, stressful and weird, and I kind of was, like, not interested in doing shrooms again for a while. But I'm with Sam, I'm like, here I am in my apartment, like, what? I kind of want to try shrooms with you, you know? Like, you know, we're cool, we're friends. (laughs) It's not going to be weird. So, he orders some shrooms, and... I had, like, an appointment in Flatiron, so I was like, let's go to Manhattan, and then we can come back and take the shrooms, and he's like, well, you know, I was like, he was like, but, you know, you wouldn't go to your appointment on shrooms, right? And I'm like, uh, no, that sounds scary, but maybe we can take them to Manhattan and be on shrooms in Manhattan, which sounds really fun. So... We, after my appointment, we took them. We're walking around. We go to Washington Square Park. Uh, he's kind of like, whoa. I have my giant water bottle once again. So I'm drinking it throughout the day just because. You know, it's good. We buy a cupcake. I'm walking through the West Village. And I'm literally like, this is embarrassing to admit. But I was like, I really kind of want to see Caroline Calloway. Like, tripping on shrooms that would be so funny like kind of wanting that to happen but it was fine because it didn't but you know as the day goes on like they're really setting in and of course I was like I have to pee really really bad and I like what do we do so I'm kind of walking around. I know the neighborhood well because it's near the office that I would go to. So I'm like, yeah, I know where I am. But like, it's a Saturday and, you know, some coffee shops are like, no, I don't have a bathroom for, you know, whatever. Fuck, you know? And everyone here is fancy and bougie because it's like Chelsea. And I see a Williams-Sonoma. Uh, I think I think it was 7th Avenue. And I'm like, oh, I know this Williams-Sonoma. I was like, this, is, this isn't just a regular Williams-Sonoma. It's like a big-ass store. It's like a theme park of cookware. So I get there. Uh, and I'm like, I'll just tell them I have Crohn's. Like, they'll have to let me use the bathroom. And the second <laughs> we walk in, it's like this lady comes up to me. Almost like, I know that you are not going to be shopping here because, like, look at your outfit. Um, like, what do you want? Get out of here. I was like, can I use the bathroom? Do you have a bathroom I can use? And she's like, no. But you can go to West Elm. They have a bathroom. Kind of like that. Like, get out of Williams-Sonoma. Go to fucking West Elm. So Sam and I are like, okay. He was just like, my hand was still on the door. I just heard her say, West Elm. <laughs> so we turned around and went back out and I was like I know where West Elm is so we go to West Elm 
first of all, begin there. I feel like we were both kind of like peaking a little bit in West Elm. And I was like, I just have to pee. This is like, here we are. It's fucking weird in here. Um, but also, those are really nice chairs. <laughs> He's like, oh, I know this West Elm. I'll show you where the bathroom is. So we go to the bathroom. He, He's like, I always like these shelves. But then we were waiting outside the bathroom. I was like, fuck. You know, it's like you grab your vagina because you have to pee so bad that it's like you have to plug it with your hand in front of everybody that was me waiting for the bathroom i'm like jiggling the doorknob and i'm like is somebody in there like sam's like go ask someone that works here and i was like ah i don't i don't want to do that and then he's starting to freak out he's wearing this like full of hell shirt that has like a beheaded guy with like a fist going through his face on it and he I guess he started being really self-conscious that like he was in West Elm wearing this shirt like I can't be here right now (laughs) but I was like I have to pee and I remember him being like are you sure you have to pee we can't like wait till we get back to Brooklyn I was like hell no I'm about to piss my pants like finally there was a lady in there the whole time like really like pooping or something in a West Elm bathroom I was like lady you know like this is the fucking West Elm bathroom. This is everyone's bathrooms. It's like a public bathroom. Like, don't... Like, chop, chop, you know? Like, come on. Like, we're all basically here in this West Elm to use the bathroom. And... I took a, I took a pee. But then I also kind of pooped a little bit. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm on shrooms taking a shit. And then I look around and I'm like in a West Elm. Like, this is crazy. Poor Sam is, like, waiting outside, like, oh my god, please hurry up, get me the fuck out of here, you know? And finally, done, we leave, and for whatever reason, there's just a congregation of, like, five employees, not blocking the exit, but just, like, hanging out in front of it, and we're, (laughs) we have to, like, kind of push through them, and, like, okay, get out of my way, like, I'm done using the bathroom, I'm leaving West Elm, and (laughs) then we went on the train, which I knew was going to be fun, because the train is already kind of an entertaining experience for, like, people watching, and being on shrooms is only going to make that even more fun, so... You know, I, I remember being on the train and I was eavesdropping as I do. I'm not subtle about eavesdropping, but it's one of my favorite things to do. And I hear this guy like telling an older woman about things and all I, I kind of just hear phrases like how we're being poisoned and it's not like that in Pennsylvania or upstate, but like here it is. And then I was like, okay, um, I'm listening then I hear him say, like, eugenics, and I'm like, oh, okay, where is he going with this? And Sam was like, it's really obvious that you're, like, listening to what these, this guy is saying, you know? I, was like, I don't care. Uh, it's fucking awesome. And just, like, re- I really noticed what everyone was, like, wearing and doing and all these people. It's like, normally you take a subway trip and you're not thinking about Like, you're not going to remember days later, like, the people surrounding you in the car. 
and what they were wearing and stuff. But I can still remember so many people. And like this this one girl's outfit in particular was these like velour boxer shorts. Um, not like boxer underwear shorts, but like, you know, the boxer style with like the thick waistband. They had some like death metal looking thing going on on the very front, which was sort of weird. And then she was wearing it with this like satin crop top, puffy sleeve little thing. And it was like a really weird outfit. I was like, this is really unflattering, but also looks sort of comfy, but also kind of uncomfortable. And like, you're really skinny and it makes you not look whatever. So that and like this dude wearing a thrasher shirt. And at first I was like, poser because he, uh, it was like a thrasher shirt with like the Statue of Liberty. And I was like, that's kind of corny. But then I saw him like pull out like a skate John zine or something. And I noticed he had all these scars and scabs on his legs. And I was like, okay, no, this is a real deal. And I shouldn't be so like judgmental about things. Cause like he actually seems fucking dope. Like a cool dude. Um, and just shit like that, where it's like, where are you gonna, you know, whatever, you're on the subway. Anyway, that was really fun. That was a really fun day. Uh, and I would happily do it again. The only regret that I have is that I didn't have my camera with me. Um, and I would have taken really good, cool, funny pictures if I did. So I am definitely gonna have it on me. The next time I do shrooms, I have a Pentax IQ Zoom EZR, and it's the best little point and shoot ever. It's so light and it takes really, it's easy to get a good picture and it's just fun to use. So if you're thinking about getting a point and shoot film camera, I highly suggest this one because it uh, hasn't let me down. Um, and that's the, the roll of film that I'm going to get developed today, hopefully today, um, I got Portra, Portra 160, uh, this shit is going for so much money now, it's crazy, like, I used to buy Portra when I was in, like, college, I remember my freshman year of college, I would buy it to take pictures, and it was, you know, it's kind of expensive, but it wasn't, like, break the bank, fucking, craziness I, I think maybe a pack of film is like $13 or something which at the time like that's expensive now they're like $50 at least for a pack of film you know like a, a thing that has like six six rolls in it or something and that is crazy uh but it is the best film and it does take the most beautiful pictures and you get the best color so using that in combination with my beautiful little point-and-shoot camera, I get some really fun, cool shots. So that's why I'm excited, because I feel like I gave up on doing photography. It just became inconvenient for me for some reason. I don't really know why, because so much of the time I see stuff and I'm like, that's a beautiful picture. Like, I wish I had a camera. 
And I have that happen in my dreams all the time too. So I was like, I need to get my little point and shoot, just carry it around with me at all times. And that way I'm always ready to take a picture. Um, so hopefully getting back into that, I'll, I'll get some cool stuff and, you know, make more art because I feel like as much as I have the soul of an artist, sometimes I really have to bring myself to do any kind of art. You know what I mean? Like, I love writing. I love drawing. I love taking photos. I love any, anything like that. But for whatever reason, I have to force myself to do it. Unless I'm in a situation where I'm trying to distract myself. Like, I, in school, wasn't just a doodler. I would draw, like, these really elaborate pictures and portraits because I just couldn't not. If I have a pencil in my hand and a notebook in front of me, I don't care what someone's teaching me, I'm going to draw. And it's not, I'm going to totally zone out and not hear anything that they're saying because I'm thinking about other things. So basically what I mean is like, that's the only time that I will get myself to draw really. But I've been getting a lot better at reminding myself to do things. And then by the time you are doing it, you're like, this is fun. Why do I not like to do it? I don't know. I'm built different. I'm built different. Um, which I'm not though. Uh, I wanted to ask too. My brother Michael has been really interested in doing a podcast with me, and I. I don't um know why I feel ambivalent about it because it would probably be kind of funny, but also I feel like every time we try to record something you know, you kind of feel self-conscious and you're not as funny or natural and then it's not that entertaining. So also I'm just like, Michael, he just is like, we could, we could make a, a lifestyle out of this. We could, it'll get successful and we don't need real jobs. We can use it to pay our bills. And I was like, look, (laughs) slow down. (laughs) I wouldn't be too sure about any of that, you know? But if someone would be interested in hearing it, I guess I might do it. But as I've learned in the past, podcasts can be kind of a pain in the ass. Um, Like they're just kind of hard to do. And sometimes it's just hard to like meet up with someone or get them to do something on time. It's like if they're not really that committed to it, then I lose my commitment to it. And I just, it becomes a burden. Who wants to have that? So that's kind of why I, I... The pigeons are making such loud noises. That's why I kind of wanted to do this. Because this is going to sound extremely pretentious. But like it's sort of a subversion of that. I don't have to rely on anybody else for anything. I don't have to do anything for anyone. And it's all about me and whatever I want to talk about. I don't have to like have a conversation even. And that's kind of nice. But... I don't necessarily think that that's a formula for success. My brother, like, pigeons are all up on my shit. And they're getting their shit on my window. And that's really annoying. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, My brother wants to be a stand-up comedian. Well, he does. He does do stand-up comedy. He recently had a show where he opened for Stav. 
And he was very, very happy to do that. And I was very proud of him because if there's anything that uh, a younger, like, Gen Z slash millennial, I'm not going to say zillennial guy wants, it's to become town, right? They all do. That's, it's like pretty much the guys want to become town, the girls want to be Red Scare. And like, that's that. And I don't know. Whatever. Can't really be either. Uh, plus, I don't know. I'm just like, I want to be me. But I also, yeah, definitely went through a phase where I was like, I want to be hot like Red Scare. And like have people be obsessed with me for just like talking and saying stuff. And like, I'm skinny. And now it's like, oh, I'm not skinny. <laughs> Because that was when I had really bad Crohn's and it was impossible to keep on any weight. And I was like, I look hot. And now I'm like, I have a normal body and I hate it. That's a whole other discussion that I could have. I just feel bad because it's like a guilty. I feel guilty about thinking that way about myself. But it's this whole body image plus like chronic illness plus like you know, whatever thing that is really hard to... Sorry, there's a truck. It's a, okay, I live... Uh, it's usually fairly quiet, but there is a bus that does come through here, and every time someone double parks, they block the bus, and the bus can't get through, and everyone's honking. Anyway, um, yeah, I, you know, whatever. None of that stuff, like, literally... Every time now I see a picture of Anna or Dasha, I'm like, wow, I'm fat. I'm so fat. You know, like, ugh, I look like shit. So, <laughs> I hate to use the word trigger because it's like very hyperbolic here, but like it does kind of trigger me to be like, why'd I eat today? <laughs> um, which is, you know, maybe not a mode that I want to put myself in. Also, love that you can hear my neighbors. Which is amazing. I love hearing them. The best was when I heard a fight. And it was funny. One of the guys was just like, I fucked your cousin. And I I can't believe I was like witnessing that. It was amazing. (laughs) Yeah, fuck. There's so much shit I need to do. I'm doing this, but it's okay. Um... You know, I actually recorded another one of these on Saturday, but I feel like this one is better. Um, so many noises. So many noises. Uh, but I feel like I kind of want to put them both out. Maybe. That one was kind of boring, though. So I don't think this one will be as boring. Maybe. It was... The, I, I recorded that one before I took any shrooms, so... I don't know. I don't know what I was even talking about, really, because nothing interesting in my life had happened yet. <laughs> I hadn't gone to the West Elm bathroom yet. I was a different person back then. So, you know, maybe I'll talk about some of that stuff because I was mentioning some good shit there later, or I'll just post it if I. I don't. You know what? I say it was boring, but then I was. There's things that I definitely want to discuss. Maybe again. Uh, 
it was like talking about lol cow which i think would be a good topic to explore again uh we'll see we'll see i haven't decided but um i'm going to go to get my pictures developed and maybe get some coffee some duncan sorry one last side note i got pistachio milk the other day which i know like oh more more nut milks i can't have regular milk i live in brooklyn i need pistachio milk but (laughs) this shit is so good it's amazing it's everything you would want pistachio milk to be so that's all i'm saying too is like give it a chance if you see it you know open up your heart to different milks you know i get it i'm a neolib i like different kinds of milks um but like kind of accepted that is who i am so i will i will be back uh I hope you enjoyed this, and I hope you have an amazing day, an amazing week, an amazing month. Doodle doo doo. Bye.